Welcome into another episode of Collective Knowledge. I'm your host, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And joining me tonight is an IDP writer for Roto Baller and an attorney by day. It is Mr. Chris G, who you can find on Twitter at the underscore pre snap read P R and S. I said that wrong. P. No, I said that right. P R and S. P R all capitals. Are all capitals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Spelling is not my uh, strong suit today. I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. But Chris, welcome into Collective Knowledge. And how are you doing tonight, buddy? I appreciate you having me. I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, it's Tuesday with a three-year-old and a two-year-old and working. So um, you, as, as you can all imagine and parents around the world can imagine that uh, it's been pretty fun today. So, um, but yeah, how about, so, all right, Chris, before we uh, jump into the questions, we got to do the, uh, we got to pay the bills. So <laughs> we're going to jump into an ad read real quick. And that is for Thrive Fantasy. So come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Um, even though football season is wrapping up, and that is mostly what my content is centered around is fantasy football, they do have other sports like hockey and basketball. So basically what you do is you go on the app or the website, you pick 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Because it is a daily sports and esports app for player props, and each prop is assigned a specific value for the over and the under based on how likely they are to hit. So like Jonathan Taylor, over 70 yards. I'm smashing that. Um, let's say, uh, hmm, who's, another, who's another one this week? Um, last night with all the, the Bills and Patriots, I took the under on pretty much everybody because of the weather. So different things like that that you can pick. You The more props that you hit the more points that you score and then you win a share of the prize pool this week wasn't so great of a week for me i lost a little bit of money to, from what i entered but i still won one of the contests um or won part of one of the contests and got about two bucks back so when you are signing up make sure you use code ff shane b and you can do that on the app store play store or on www.thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today Sweet. All right, Chris. Sorry for uh, making you <laughs> no worries. bleed through that, but let's hop on into the questions. And we were talking pre-show, so I'm excited for this this question, um, which is our first question, as always. When was your first fantasy football league, Chris? Uh, well, I, so I don't know if you remember this. I'm 37, birthday 84. So back in the 80s and 90s, initially they had DraftKings, but it was in these magazines. Okay. Do you remember those where you'd you'd mail it in? No, I don't. So they had it was basically DraftKings daily fantasy, but yeah, it was for the season. You you picked all these players and you had to stay under the salary cap and you'd mail a check in. And if you wow. made it, and, and so I was six or seven when I started wanting to play in those. Yeah, and yeah. trying to convince my family to like do that as a birthday gift, and I only got in one of those. So that was, I guess, technically my first. Foreign to fantasy is probably eight years old doing one of those. Um, but then like my first actual fantasy league, um, our schools in Oklahoma, um, we obviously value education a lot because instead of our free period or whatever, they gave us things like fantasy football where it was math and taught yeah. us. Yeah. 
And so we were in a classroom and it was just a fantasy football league, 30 minutes twice a week. Um, so we drafted and then you'd show up and trade players and you did the scores manually. Um, and I was probably 11 years old, I think, when I did that. And uh, I'm 90% sure Zach Taylor, the Cincinnati Bengals head coach, was in that class with me. That is um, awesome. Yeah, I played football with him. And then uh, he's actually a pen pal of mine in grade school. Um, but I'm pretty sure he was in that league class because uh, I remember him uh, helping the, the head coach ran the league. So <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Um, any any fun Zach Taylor stories that you can share? Um, you know, I mean, he and I weren't best friends or anything. I'm sure he doesn't remember me from Adam, but he's the nicest guy in the world. Um, even in high school, he was the rare guy that did charity work, not because he had to and for a court order, <laughs> but because, you know, he wanted to. Um, I know that one of his brothers had some disabilities um, and he took a lot of care of him. Um, so he was just one of the most football players when you're in high school are douchebags. Uh, but he was just the nicest guy in the world. Uh, so I'm really glad to see him actually um, play or getting his team and playing well. And he's going to keep his job, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Everyone should root for the guy because, I mean, whether you like the team or not, super nice guy, rare uh, to see those types of people succeed so much, but really glad he is. Dude, that's awesome. Um, I love hearing that, about, especially kind of like you you mentioned um, I've dealt with them. You've dealt with them. Everyone's dealt with them. Those douchebag football players um, that are like, you look at them the wrong way and they're like, what are you doing? Don't look at me. You don't talk to me. Um, mm -hmm. So to hear that there is, there are some good people in the world, including a, a former football player and, and current NFL head coach that it, it's encouraging um, to break the, the stigma of, if you will, of different NFL or just football players. Right. So, um, I'm assuming that that league, including your DraftKings mail-in league, neither of those leagues is still going? No, no, that was just, yeah, that was for a class, so gotcha. it lasted one year. Uh, but it got, <laughs> it got me, I mean, that got me hooked. Nice. Um, okay, so then what is your longest standing league? Uh, right now, I want to say 11 years. Nice. Um, I, I moved to Montana sometime back, and I started it at my first job. Okay. Um, it can be hard to find committed players like, yeah. like show up every year and do the in-person draft. And that's the way, the best way to do it is that in-person fun draft. And it can be frustrating, but so far we've kept it alive. That's awesome. Is that a uh, dynasty or redraft? Uh, we have a three team or three player keeper. Okay. Um, so Perfect. right in the middle. Right. And uh, last year I got, uh, this year I got slammed with injuries. I was, I was going to keep uh, – I had Dalvin, and I was going to keep Akers and Dobbins. Um, <laughs> and then they got hurt. Uh, and so I kept La uh, Lamb and Jefferson, and my, my league gave me crap because I didn't I, – I let Hopkins go. Uh -huh. uh, and, and in summer, you know, people were acting like that would – you know, he was still ranked as a top five guy. Yeah. Uh, but because you get to keep these players, I went with Jefferson and Lamb instead. Uh and then I drafted Gus Edwards, and he went down. <laughs> and George Kittle, and then he went down. I, I feel your pain. Um, so my home dynasty league, I had the 101, the 104, 108, and 112, and I ended up trading the 108. 
Um, but I got Najee and ETN mm-hmm. at the at the 101 and 104. Um, it was one QB. So my running backs were going to be Najee, ETN, and Dobbins, mm. and Michael Carter, <laughs> and Trey Sermon. Yeah. Um, so Carter coming on before he got hurt was was nice. But yeah, I've been kind of trying to survive with hodgepodge pieces since ET right. and Dobbins went down. So I, I feel your pain on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so do you remember the settings for the league for that? W- that was your class. I do. Okay. So what were those settings? Um, so, I mean, it was, this was before PPR became the standard. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, and, and not decibel points. It was just rounded up. Every 10 yards was a point. Every touchdown was six points. Um, I'm pretty sure QB touchdowns were five. Uh, and then obviously rushing uh, uh, and then 0.25 points basically per passing yard. Okay, nice. Well, a point every 25 yards. Yeah. Uh, and it was IDP. Oh, um, interesting. And I, rem- I remember that <laughs> because our second pick, you had to team up with someone. Mm-hmm. And this kid was uh, older than me and he was also on the football team. And I wanted Steve Young in round two because I'm a 49er fan. Okay. Uh, we already, we drafted Curtis Martin first overall or with our first pick when that worked out, but I wanted Steve Young and, you know, we went back and forth and I think we decided on Fred Taylor. If I remember, it it might've been, uh, that may, I can't remember, but we decided on a player and then he stands up and he's like, we draft Dan Sally and Um, do you know who that is? No. Uh, for those who don't remember, he was an interior defensive lineman for the Chiefs at the same time that Derek Thomas and Neil Smith were there. Um, and and mind you, he was the first defensive player taken in that league. Um, and I, I at the time, I was I was like, I can't comprehend why we would do this because <laughs> he was never an IDP relevant player, even yeah at his peak and Derek Thomas was there. Like Deion Sanders was there. Oh like my God. Every, every different Reggie White was there, you know, and Dan Sally Amu. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell is wrong with you? No way, man. That's awful. I was so mad. <laughs> I was trying uh, to get from the whole year. <laughs> oh, man, I feel your pain on that one. My um, self was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, okay, so then for your Montana work league, what are the settings for that? I know you said uh, three keeper, but like, what are your scoring settings outside? Uh, I mean, it's standard PPR. Uh, okay. We give a bonus for, I give one point for 100 yards, okay. uh, four point bonus for 200 yard games, like rushing or receiving. Yeah. Um, uh, like, I think it's three point bonus for 400 yards passing or more. Nice. Um, and then it's IDP. But it's your typical like just three player IDP. Okay. Uh, and we use IDP flex. Yeah. Or so DL, LB, DB. Okay. So one Uh, each. Yeah. And I use what I I have found to be the standard scoring, or or close to for most IDP leagues, which is half point for half tackle, one point for tackle, three for a sack, four for turnovers, basically. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much standard six, six points for a position touchdown, uh, four for a passing touchdown. Nice. 
So pretty standard. Yeah. That's still cool, man. Um, okay. So, Chris, I don't know about you, but I'm in way too many leagues. <laughs> so, I think I'm in 18 this year. Oh, I, I think I'm in 18 dynasty leagues alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's how I frame this next question. Let's say you're maxed out on leagues at, at 18, even if 18 is not your max. But you can do one more league. It's got to be your favorite settings, though. Right. What are those settings? Um, you know, the, the things I've been gravitating towards the last couple of years, obviously I like IDP, like yeah. I write about IDP. Um, you know, so I prefer some IDP. Uh, I've been gravitating towards, I like two tight end links. Okay. Or tight end premium links. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, some people want that super all flex or as yeah. many flex cause we like that freedom and it's easier to me. That's easier. I like being forced into making that decision. Like, Oh crap, I've got to start. We're 14 teams. We start two tight ends a piece. Where do I draft TJ Hawkinson? Even yeah. though like he's not super high on my, like, where do I, you know what I mean? Cause I don't want to yeah. be, I don't want to be draft or playing, uh, you know, Thaddeus Moss <laughs> at the end of the season. Um, so I, I like having those tough decisions and I like those decisions where someone's going to suck at a position uh, yeah. unless, unless the league's just really bad and imbalanced and let someone become a superpower. You're, you're going to suck at a position. And yeah. I like, I like knowing that <laughs> it'll be a more even league. Um, you would probably like a league that I created this past year. I think it was this past year. It might have been the year before that. Um, but it is two QBs, three running backs, four receivers, two tight ends, two flexes, a kicker, four DL, four linebacker, four nice. um, DB, and then two IDP flexes. <laughs> Except for the kicker part, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. I I normally like I normally don't like kickers in fantasy. Like I'm team no kicker as well. But I was like, I want to make the positional numbers even, so I'll throw right. my kicker here. Yeah, and it's a free league, so it's like okay, I'm right, sure. right. <laughs> so well, that's, but yeah, that's I think I've been having to cut back on too is free leagues. Like I, it's yeah, I'm in so many. It's like money is going to be the only thing that keeps money or SFB and bragging rights, things like that. Yeah, totally. 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 Um, so speaking of, uh, Scott fishbowl, um, good old SFB. Did you make the playoffs? I did. Uh, Very nice. yeah, I got the good news today. I got in on points, uh, playing with in a league with Ryan McDowell, who's, uh, Scott's kind of partner in this program. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's been very competitive, all a bunch of good teams, a bunch of good players. Uh, so I was like six and seven because I, I think I had the second most points scored against me or something like that. Oh. Uh, but I got in on points and I think I'm in the top 250, I think. Um, very nice. So, yeah, you? Yeah, I made it. Um, I don't, I, I think I either, made, I, I was right at seven and six. Oh, yeah. um, and I think I was like maybe somewhere in that third to fifth range of points. So mm -hmm. I think I was in either way, um, but I'm not actually sure which way I made it in. But I don't yeah. have a buy. Um, so yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I, I did last year and it was nice. So this year will be a little bit different for me. Um, yeah. But I'm uh, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. It's always fun. So That's my first time in, so I'm excited. Awesome. 
that it's funny how many people will get in on their first try and get in the playoffs. I've seen a lot of it today, which is, I love it. Like it's awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. I was very lucky to get in this year. I'd never been in before. Sorry. My dog's running. Oh, right. Good. Um, we do have a question in the chat for you. Sure. Uh, how much can you bench press? <laughs> That's a friend of mine. Uh, last time I maxed, it was about four fifteen. Jesus Christ. So I haven't maxed in a few months, though. Huh? I haven't maxed in a few months. I messed up my wrist. Oh, ouch. Um, okay, and then what kind of dog do you have? Got to ask that. German Shepherd. Very nice. Yeah. Very active. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So when did you start making content for fantasy football? Um, I want to say Rotoballer hired me. So I, my friends had been giving me like, oh, you need to write this down or you need to be commentating on this. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I, I started making my own website last year, right? Or not right when COVID started. Okay. Basically, uh, yep. when a lot of us were working from home, yep. I was like, I've got a little bit of extra free time from, um, from working from home. And then uh, Rotoballer hired me like right about the same time. So nice. I've been doing most of their rankings and uh uh for idp since for the past two years uh okay cool. I'm, I'm doing the primary idp rankings for them very cool um and what made you what made you start um i mean i just fantasy football is probably my favorite thing to talk about or cool. do um and like i said you know i i, I like to write and my friends had been saying I need to get on that and do it. And so I was just like, yeah, why not? And then they posted a job for it where it's like, oh, you can make a little bit of money doing that. So I was like, oh, yeah, why not? Um, I'm really glad I did it because it's led to me being it. at the least. It's put me in contact with some really good players who I've been able to get into some really interesting competitive leagues with. Awesome. Um, so if nothing else, that's something I've gotten out of it is just uh, opportunity to play in more leagues and and get in t contact with some good people. Nice. Um, like you, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, do you prefer dynasty or redraft? I prefer dynasty. Um, okay. I love the four. I, I've watched the NFL draft since I was seven years old. Yep. I, I wanted to be Mel Kuyper when I grew up. Nice. Uh, minus, minus the wall of hair. Dude, uh, it would just be a different kind of hair. Like, yeah. like we could go from Mel Kuyper to Chris G yeah. And it would just be like from hair up here to hair down here. Oh, that was my dream job. Like if I couldn't make the NFL, that's what I wanted to do was yeah. be the draft guru for ESPN after he retired, not, not knowing that he'd do it till he was 90. Uh, <laughs> but I love that. I, I like looking at the teams like from a building perspective. And yeah. Dynasty is all about the building perspective and getting draft picks and, and hoarding yeah. them like I want to see my teams do. Yeah, stuff like that. So, hundred percent with you on that. Hundred percent with you on that. That's why I love it too. The, the only um, thing up I have is sometimes I think I don't know when to commit to this year and go. Yeah. And so I, I have a foot in to next year and yeah. a foot in this year. Um, I actually with that home dynasty league I was telling you about, I was kind of right on the edge this year, mm -hmm. um, even with those those two key injuries. Um, but I ended up kind of staying put for the most part. I made a couple of trades here or there, 
right. um, just to kind of see what was going to happen this year. Um, I don't have my first round pick, which is unfortunate, but mm-hmm. like, it, but I never got to see ETN on my team. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of counting that as my first round pick this year. Right. Um, so I feel you on that one. Cause it was like, do it like, do I need more picks? Do I just stay where I'm at and see what happens next year? Or do I go for broke? And I, I just kind of stayed where I am because my team's really young. I'm in one where it's a real tough decision for me right now. Cause uh, it's a 14 team dynasty nice. uh, super flex two tight ends. Uh, and I was, I'm the number one team, but I just lost McCaffrey. Oh, uh, Zeke is looking gimpy. Michael Carter's on my bench and in a 14 team league, those are my three yep. main running backs. And so all of a sudden I'm like, do I really have a shot this year? Or should I just keep more picks or I have an extra pick from, uh, I traded, I traded back from four to five with the jets fan and got his pick this year. That's going to be number two. Nice. And I still drafted pits. Um, oh my God. And so like, do I trade that number two pick to keep going or do I just like say, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep that too. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. What was your first piece of content for fantasy? Football? Um, uh, well, I mean, so I did, I, well, the first article I ever wrote was, uh, for my website and then I used it, uh, to apply for Rollwaller. It was right when Stefan Diggs got traded to the bills. Um, I wrote about how he was underrated and people, cause people at that time, people had him going in round four, round five, low, um, high tier wide receiver three. And I was basically my projections had him as a low end wide receiver one. And so that was my first article. So I was very lucky with that one. Cause it ended up being, he was better than he thought. Uh, so that was my first article. Awesome. Um, yeah, you were spot on because I took advantage of people, uh, thinking that Josh Allen was going to be inaccurate right. and drafted Stefan Diggs because that was that would have been last year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I took advantage of that and drafted Stefan Diggs, I think, as my wide receiver one or two in Scott mm-hmm. Fishbowl. Yeah, nice. So he, was, he was one of the players that helped carry me last year. <laughs> yeah, those are the guys you have to get in those types of leagues. It, it, yep. You know, everyone's going to get like Devontae Adams, but you want the guy that's in round six that could. Sp- match Devontae, like Cooper Cup this year. Yep, Cooper um, Cup. Deontay Johnson is another good one, I think. Um, I had Jamar Chase in round seven, and I thought he was nice. going to be that. <laughs> and lately he hasn't, but early on he was. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so what is your favorite thing about the fantasy football community? Um, You know, I've been actually pleasantly surprised because social media is so toxic almost everywhere. Yeah. Uh, But I've been pleasantly surprised how many people in the fantasy football community is actually supportive and friendly and nice. It's not true everywhere. Um, Yeah. But uh, far more people in this community that I've seen are more open and uh, welcoming than most uh, social media communities. So I was pleasantly surprised about that. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Um, shout out to angry sports couple, uh, angry him and angry her. Um, I'll for, I'll never forget them when I first started out with this Twitter account um, and wasn't even really producing content yet. I was just kind of involved in discussions, and they would always shout me out um, as like 
an up and coming person or someone that you should follow. So yeah. that's an example of, of the great people that are in this, this industry or this community. So right. well, Scott Fish is, I mean, he's good with exactly. a lot of these guys, although he's so big now with so many followers. It's, I mean, he can't do that with everybody. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself outside of, fantasy football and you can include your actual football career in this too but like where are you from what's your day job yeah uh born and raised in norman oklahoma which is where sooners football is um so played football pretty much my whole life uh messed up my knee uh in high school uh so i didn't ended up getting a scholarship out of that i thought i might uh, but that's put the cobwash in that went to law school i don't recommend anyone go to law school being a lawyer stinks <laughs> uh, and then i started working for the gang task force in oklahoma city uh for the da's office there and then i moved to montana where i did mostly um domestic violence and sex crime prosecution which okay. is the opposite side of defending someone who's accused i'm trying to put them in jail okay cool uh, and now I'm uh, basically the city attorney uh, in a smaller town. Okay. Very cool. Um, as someone who uh, has advocated for ending sex trafficking and, and human trafficking in general, I, I appreciate your work now that okay. I know that you've been a part of that. Because um, I'm from um, Birmingham, Alabama, and – the I-20 corridor basically from Birmingham to Atlanta on I-20 um, mm-hmm. is one of the biggest sex trafficking uh, routes in the world. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I appreciate you. It's picking up here too. They'll, they'll come into Seattle and they'll take the highway here through Montana over to the oil fields in South Dakota. Gotcha. Uh, so it's picking up. It, the traffic is coming through here more than it used to. Yeah. So. Um, all right. And then what other hobbies do you have outside of fantasy football? Uh, <laughs> lifting weights. Uh, you know, I, I work a lot. I write, um, worked on a novel, um, that cool. the guy who keeps commenting has read. Um, awesome. I'd never have the guts to actually send it to a publisher yet, but, um, that's kind of, those are the main hobbies I have is pretty much just working out fantasy football work, uh, I, I, I like movies and watching TV and some video games and stuff like that. Cool. Um, I'm going to pivot on you then on one of the rapid fire questions, which is what we're doing next. Okay. So we're going to throw up that real quick and we're going to hop into rapid fire. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Favorite NFL team? 49ers easily. Grew up loving Steve Young. Nice. Favorite sport that's not football? I'd say hockey. I'm a big Blackhawks fan. Hey, go Blackhawks. Jeremy Roenick was my favorite player when I was a kid. Nice. Uh, favorite food? Sushi. I knew I liked you. <laughs> um, and so, you know what's really funny, Chris? Um, I'm making, I'm the one that's taking this, is not rapid fire this time. My youngest daughter turns two on Thursday. Do you know what my two year old wants for her birthday dinner? California roll. Yes. She wants sushi. Nice. Yeah, that's so. the best expensive yeah so we are uh we're going out with her and the fam and uh my uh best friend from fourth grade lives in in town with us so 
him and his wife are going to go eat dinner with us, and then we're going to come back here and have cake and whatnot. So Nice. That's a good birthday. Two years old and loves sushi. Wow. Yeah. That's She's my kid. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite sports movie? Um, Probably a tie. I really like the program. And a similarly themed, dark, gritty movie, Mighty Ducks. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen the program? I don't think so. It's about college football and like it okay. from the nineties. Uh, like, like there's a guy that used steroids and a bunch of controversy. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Very cool. I'll have to check it out. Um, favorite non-sports movie? Uh, probably Goodwill Hunting. That's a great movie. Yeah. Do you like apples? Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? I, I grew up. My dad was abusive, and so that movie really resonated with me. Yeah. I uh. Sorry about that, man. I don't mean to bring that. I am over it. It's inspired a lot of my work, but that movie really resonated with me. I loved it. Good. Oh, hey, this is uh, he said, hey, he read your novel and push him to publish it. This is your official push. Publish it. I want to read it. <laughs> Thanks. Um. Okay. Favorite band. Metallica. Nice. Okay, here's where we're going to pivot. Favorite video game? Uh, I mean, probably, I mean, the Resident Evil series in general I like a lot. Okay. Uh, and then Final Fantasy VII probably was great, too. Very nice. Uh, what system do you play on? Uh, I have a PS5. Okay, very nice. All right. Favorite TV show? Uh, probably The Office. That's a great one. Um, okay. And then I, so this was inspired because I had IDP people on this, uh, this show before you, okay. um, but the last two are going to be, uh, right now and all time. Right. So first one is favorite defensive player all time and right now. Um, right now, uh, I, I mean, at 49ers wise, obviously I like Fred Warner a lot, Okay. Um, but uh, overall I think probably the best most impressive guys, Miles Garrett. I've been pushing him as defensive player of the year. It'll happen someday. It <laughs> wants uh, TJ Watt stop, stops being better. Uh, so oh, right wow. now, that's probably the two I've liked the most um, all time. When I was a kid, it was Deion Sanders, and then he betrayed the 49ers and went to the Cowboys. Uh, so growing up, I, I want to say Bryant Young was my favorite Okay, uh, cool. on defense. All-time player ever, Steve Young, is – my all-time favorite right now i i really like justin herbert um, i do too man he may i like the chargers are my secondary favorite secondary team just because i i think justin herbert's just fantastic dude i'm not even gonna lie to you and you probably know this from interacting with me baker mayfield's my favorite player right now okay justin herbert though is pulling me away from baker to <laughs> Um, I just love Herbert, man. He's and uh, I was watching the game Sunday, and the announcer was like, "And yeah, not many teams have that play in their playbook, but Herbert's got a howitzer of an arm, and it's so true. Like that dude just has an absolute cannon of a right arm, right? Um, and that's just like I love watching that. So I, I was, I, I thought, I mean, I had him as a top ten prospect, uh, and a lot of people were saying that was too high. Uh, I did not expect him to be this good this fast. Dude, I didn't. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm an Auburn fan when it comes to college football, so I watched him that first game 
um, of his senior year against Auburn. And I did like, I didn't, I never understood the hype. I was like, I don't feel like he's got it between the ears. Mm. Um, so I was lower on him. And then he came out and I think his first game was against the Bucks, or it might've been his second game. And he right. lit them up and was taking shots and they were accurate. And I was like, Oh, I was wrong. And so now I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. Yeah. I think it was the Chiefs, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. The Chiefs was his first game. And then I I, I want to say his second or third game was the Bucks because mm-hmm. um, I distinctly remember watching that at my wife's grandparents' house. Um, and he was he ripped one to uh, Tyron Johnson. So. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was going to take some time. I mean, I'm high profile or high ceiling prospect, yeah. especially that early. Uh, and that's why I liked him so much. Uh, yeah. but I thought he'd be riskier than this. I didn't think immediately top 10 quarterback like the second he takes the field. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, in a dynasty startup, um, I actually took him at the 106. It was super mm-hmm. flex, if that makes you feel any better. But I took him at 106 because um, I was that bullish on him this year. Oh, yeah. I, I did a startup um, uh, with, a I think, a $150 buy-in uh super flex and uh my one i was at 107 and i took herbert nice i like it well chris this has been fun i uh i greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit about you and uh and your life and uh just your fantasy career so far so i really appreciate you coming on um i'm gonna actually throw that back up real quick um but before we go and before we wrap up um Anything that you want to plug, anything that you're working on, shout it out now and make sure you guys follow him. If I can remember where to point at the pre-snap read on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I, I'm doing my weekly rankings for IDP. Um, I always do a weekly streamer and fade uh, at every position. Uh, we got pretty lucky last week. We had Aziz Alshir as our streamer. Um, he nice. blew up. Uh, Jeron Curse was our streamer for the DBs. He also blew up. So it was a pretty good week for us last week. Um, you know, other than that, uh, I don't have anything going on as far as production. Always willing to participate in a good show like this one. Um, awesome. And Julio Jones is a bad investment <laughs> that I have made. <laughs> and that's my downside. But I will say my best call of the year, you can go check it out. I did uh, – a mock draft for uh, dynasty rookie drafts for um, Roto Baller. And in that article, I mentioned that Elijah Mitchell was going to be a better fit for the 49ers scheme than Trey Sermon. And that was in I had read that article. That was in April. I have him on uh, 12 of my uh, 15 dynasty leagues. I'm jealous. That is my claim to fame right there is that Elijah Mitchell. But I mean, you missed it. We were talking a little IDP. Yeah, a little bit. So, (laughs) but cool. Um, Chris, thanks again for coming on. That wraps up this episode of Collective Knowledge. Make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube page. It is the Fantasy Football Collective. And then make sure you follow us on Twitter at FF underscore collective. I'm at FF Shane B, and this will come out as an audio only version on the Fantasy Nightcap, which is at Fantasy Nightcap. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Collective Knowledge. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man.